Hi there. Welcome to, well, the podcast of MindFit. I'm your host, Brandon Jackson, and I have my friend Monty Hobson here again. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and really, the only reason, the only reason, the only reason why I have him on, no, the big reason why I have him on is Monty's actually going to be interviewing a special guest, and that's my wife, Melanie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so from this point, Monty, you're going to run the show. Yep, yep. Hey, everybody. Um, so basically, one of the things that Brandon was, was talking about last week, and we were, we were kind of reminiscing over our first podcast, but this idea of having a fit mind goes to your relationships. And so one of the things that Brandon has encountered over the course of oh, I don't know, a decade now, is the, the trials and tribulations of building a business. Uh, but one of the things that's so amazing about that is he didn't do it alone. You see, he had uh, probably the, the secret weapon that some of you who are listening to this will obviously be shaking your head about, beside him the entire time. But also, also some of the reason Brandon's uh, a good person to talk about his mental fitness is because he has the rock in his corner. No, I do not mean Dwayne Johnson, but I do think eh, she might be able to uh, kind of maybe lift him out of the gym. I will say that, but I'm talking about the rock Melanie Jackson because she is a, a remarkable person who I've known for a long time. Oh, and I'm eating. Oh, oh, I'm being told I'm not supposed to eat while I do this. Sorry. Sorry. I was eating crackers. Yeah, I'm really that's really bad podcast etiquette. So sorry about that. So anyway, you, you can tell from these podcasts that we're gonna just be ourselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Melanie has been a rock uh, for the Jackson family, not only in uh, being her own business person, she has her own business. She does an amazing job of uh, um, taking care of her customers as a, as a hairstylist and has done that for now 25 years and has done it incredibly well she cuts my wife's hair and I can tell you that my wife is a beautiful woman with beautiful hair but what I am also saying is that she has been in the corner here as Brandon's built his CrossFit gym and has kind of gone through all the ups and downs that he's gone through and the failures that it takes to uh, endure through when you are uh, building a business but also when you're uh, just doing anything in life because failures are gonna be a part of life so Mel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Monty. Thanks for having me, truly. Yeah, you can't see <laughs> Melanie right now, but she does not look thankful. I'm trying. <laughs> she is not as comfortable with these things as, as uh, we are, but the truth of the matter is, uh, that's kind of part of your mindset. Like, you do things that you don't always want to do on a regular basis, not because you have to, but because you choose to challenge yourself. Where did you start doing that? Like, you did not necessarily grow up in a, a, a family that was, um, you know, all, all about challenging you or saying, you know, go, 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 go. But you've always been kind of one of those people who's up for a challenge. So where does, where does that part of you come from? I'm, I'm not fully sure, I guess, after graduating high school. Um, I really didn't know what I was gonna do. I knew I wanted to do hair and nobody pushed me to go do that. Um, college wasn't a big thing in our family. Nobody really went to college in my family. So um, I thought, okay, 
I'm going to work, I'm going to save up my money, and I'm going to do beauty school. And so that's what I did. I saved my money and I went to beauty school. And she was not a beauty school dropout. I was beauty not. Beauty school dropout. <laughs> I no, successfully no. made it through. I worked and went, earned my hours, went overtime just so I could graduate early and um, started working when I was 20 years old in a beauty salon. And haven't looked back. I mean, you've no. been doing yeah. it and doing it really well. Uh -huh. You know, your customer base, you basically have a waiting list of people who can get mm -hmm. their haircuts with you. Um, and that's because you do it so well that basically, you know, you can't even let people off the waiting list because your clients say, no, 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 we'll just pay more. We will just pay more. You, you just cut our hair and don't cut anyone else's hair. I wouldn't want that to happen. I'm sorry. That's my funny voice. If it doesn't make you laugh, <laughs> keep listening because Brandon and Mella will be a lot more entertaining. I promise. But going to mindset, one of the things that you have, you've been in a relationship with Brandon since the seventh grade. I was in the seventh grade, Brandon was in the sixth grade, yes. <laughs> uh, we dated 10 years before we were married. Now it's getting entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And got married when we were, I was 24, he was 23. Right, but a lot of your early relationship and the reason it took so long to get married was because you were following him around from baseball camp to baseball camp mm -hmm. uh, in the triple A, double A, single A uh, uh, system because Brandon was a, a professional baseball player. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, supporting him in many ways mm -hmm. through your uh, cutting yeah. hair. Right. Mm -hmm. That takes a tremendous ability to endure and persevere because again, there's distance involved, a lot of it. Yeah. There's also a, a sense of um, you know, is this really the one or, you know, cause mm -hmm. is he ever going to make it in the big leagues? Uh -huh. And, uh, his big checks weren't so big when they were in the, uh, minor leagues, I would assume. Right. This is true. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was your mentality at that point in, in your life in terms of how you saw the big picture shaping up for you two? Um, I, I don't know that I saw, uh, baseball as not that Brandon wasn't any good or anything. It was just, <laughs> it's just a long, hard road mm -hmm. and um, setbacks and injury and um, different teams. I knew I was gonna be cutting hair and we'd probably end up back in our small town. So. And in your mind, you were fine with that? Yeah, yeah. There wasn't times where you were feeling like, uh, come on, hurry up or. No, I'm, I'm pretty an independent, I'm an independent person. So at the tail end of his, um, minor league career, I decided to stay home and not follow him. And that's when he decided shortly thereafter that he was going to hang it up. So, I mean, in a big part of, of, uh, you kind of deciding what you wanted to do with your life, Brandon, had a lot to do with Mel. I mean, yeah, I mean, she was clearly the most important thing in my life. Um, but as far as retiring, uh, most people don't know this, but uh, I literally played professional baseball for family and friends. It was not a passion of mine. It's nothing that I really wanted to do. Uh, when I got done with college and... <laughs> When, when you didn't get to when, I did, when I was drafted, yeah. um, you know, there was a lot, we're from a small town, so there was a lot of excitement from family and friends. You know, you go into the grocery store and, wow, people know who you are. 
So there was that sense of, uh, I guess you could say approval mm. from just people and even people that I didn't even know, right? Uh, so they, they, they were, you know, they're championing you. They really think you're a big deal. So you start to go, wow, I think this is what I probably should do because that's important to people. Not so much to me, but it was important to everybody else. So therefore, I played baseball. So when she uh, began to hang it up for that last year and said, no, not following you around anymore, you were kind of like, I kind of want to bail on this too. It's not a failure. I've been a success. I've you know, been the all-star of a AAA squad. I've gotten to travel the world and do amazing things with the USA team you know, put together by a, a financier, a millionaire, yeah. and all this stuff in uh, <clears throat> Southern America, and, you know, or South America, sorry. Yeah. And, and you've accomplished everything you want to accomplish there. It's not fulfilling you. It's for everybody else. And the thing that you love the most, the one that you love the most, is not coming along anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, oh, he's, you know, they, they, you know, they, you get to a point where you get to an age where, yeah, you, yeah, they think you've reached your ceiling. Mm. So you're really not a, a prospect anymore. At least I didn't feel like it. And so when she was deciding to stay home, well, she's important to me. Here's my way. Here's my. Here's my. Here's my way out, mm. you know? So can I, can I just draw out something here? Because I think a lot of people think of mindset as, you know, just, just determination, just persistence, just hard work, just mental fortitude, you know? But there's a component of love that is strong in mindset. In other words, the reason you're doing what you're doing is because it actually has to do with your mind's desire to be where love is, to be where you, you feel at home. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, now I can stay home with my wife, you know, we can live happily ever after. You know, we were living like gypsies for six years, mm -hmm. in and out every six months. And even, even worse, during the season when you get promoted and demoted. But the reason, and I wanna dial this in because I think this is the thing. The reason you can do that is because you guys were, seventh and eighth grade when you met you were in love sure yeah. and and 10 years later even though i guess at this point you weren't married right no we were, we're oh you married. were oh you, you had you got married during baseball yep. mm -hmm. okay so you're married you know was one on the way was buried on the way no, no. okay no. So, so just 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 melanie and it's everything you need i mean you know so if you're making a million dollars or you're making 10, it didn't matter to you. What you wanted to do was go where she was and everything else was going to piece together. Mm -hmm. I think this is super important to draw out because um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I think there is a lot that's right about that. I think our brains are wired to find a, a person and a place and a community and a circumstance, not of comfort because you guys weren't exactly that comfortable mm -hmm. but of love in face of all odds mm -hmm. and you guys weren't even willing to trade the million dollars for that no i mean you could have kept playing baseball until you know you were very successful in that club and you were having more success you were on the rise again but it was time to say you know what that I, it's never going to satisfy me even if i do make a million dollars right it, no, it wasn't. It was never really about the money for me. 
uh, fame, nothing like that. It was really, <laughs> it was just a, I was stuck in a position where I let myself um, beg for approval. I don't know if it was begging, but I was just yearning for approval from people, mm. you know? And um, it just wasn't working. It was, it was exhausting, to be honest with you. So when I say Mel is a rock, part of the reason, Mel, I'm going to pivot to you is that you've always had this very clear sense of who you are, um, and you know who you love. You know what? You're, sad, you're kind of content being you. And that's something we are all jealous of, I think. Not just of Mel, but of, of when we meet somebody who's just content in their own skin. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need more, doesn't need less. If there's less, it's fine. If it's more, it's fine. It's fine. Because, you know, life is good. And I, I have somebody I love in my life. I have, um, you know, a sense that we'll be okay. We've got good friends. We've got good family. got good community. Doesn't mean there's not struggles. That's not, that's not mm-hmm. even the reason I'm content or not content. Right. You seem to have, have conquered that. Was that a journey or was, is that something that's just part of your DNA? I'm probably going to say more part of my DNA. And then as I'm getting older, I'm seeing it part of my journey, right? Um, I, my faith is probably the biggest, the biggest part of it. Um, and that's just growing. That's just growing in my uh, spiritual side. Uh, my 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 walk with Jesus. I would say that, yeah, that's grounded me the most. But coming up, I'm. I mean, I was a family that didn't have a lot, so I was. We were content. I mean, I didn't expect a lot. You know, um, my parents were um, middle class, very middle class, and um, they had our their struggles, and we saw that, and. I mean, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't raised with a lot of money, so I didn't expect a lot, right? So. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because there's a strength in that. Mm-hmm. And the strength in that is that family becomes more important than the dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, just so you guys know, I mean, it's something that they hear all the time. The Jacksons, as a, as a couple, hear this all the time. You know, we want to be like you. And, and some of these people have way more money than the Jacksons. Some of these people don't. But it doesn't matter. They all say the same thing. I think something that they're dialing into is, you know, what we want is the mindset of contentedness in the love that you have and celebrating it every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so, Mel, you're a big part now of the CrossFit business. You're a co-business owner of CrossFit uh, Valley Park. And you are also one of the most fit people that walks through the doors of that gym. Um, you, you do it just regularly. It's like a part of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about you? Have you always had a workout rhythm like that? I mean, before Brandon? Or was it a CrossFit uh, occurrence that made you kind of be that sort of regular person in the gym? No, I, I grew up as an athlete, so I was played softball, soccer, and basketball, so I've always been super active. And so getting out of high school, you know, I didn't play, I didn't go on to college and didn't play college sports. So, you know, you jump from gym to gym to gym and you just get bored. And so 
Brandon later introduced me to the CrossFit world, which I was very hesitant on. I was not all in. I, he showed me a video years ago, and I saw that, and I said, absolutely not. That is not for me. Was it these big bulk women with, like, you know, pushing up, you know, big barbells and that kind of thing? No, they were just doing – I didn't. I don't want to speak for you unless you want to – Go ahead. They there were some very technical big girls doing muscle ups and, and so With at six that pack point abs. yeah Don't so you okay no yeah okay. no just just uh, truth in advertising here Mel can do all those things now so she's telling you the story of then okay so we're just so you know she can not only do all those things but she can do them better than. Most of the people in the gym, well, it's pretty, it's, it, let's just say, uh, it's a little bit embarrassing for me, okay, well, because when I try to do it, I can't do it as well, okay, all right, so, here, here's so, the thing, go yeah, on, go. he shows me the video, shows and the video. I'm like, no way, and, and I'm a mother of two now, I had just had my second child, Rowan is six weeks old, and I'm like, these women aren't even mothers, are you kidding me, <laughs> and this video, after they get done working out, pans over and this gal goes over to her little toddler that's sitting on a pad oh so yeah she was a mama and she was doing this so i'm yep. like okay all right <laughs> fine i'll try it so and so what was your first experience encounter i mean you did i'm sure the first workout and did you just crash on the floor afterwards or was it one of those things where you were in enough shape that you kind of were like oh I no I, I wasn't this. no I wasn't in enough shape and we were do, trying to do pull-ups and I hadn't done a pull-up in since probably high school and now I am now I'm 30 32 or three at the time when we started the CrossFit journey and um, I couldn't even do a pull-up Wow so yeah <laughs> I was doing, I was walking on the treadmill and running on the treadmill. That, that was the extent of my workouts, really, honestly. And so after that first one, did you just go, I don't even want to come back? Or was it more like, oh, wait a minute, I can see that I could possibly no, like this. I could see that I could possibly like this. I, I enjoyed it. Uh huh. It was challenging me and it was totally different than anything I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you are now a defined person, like, you know, cut, you know, muscles and all the right places. And you are somebody who had to get from where you started mm -hmm. to there. Along that journey, you must have hit plateaus where you went, I don't know if I really want to keep at this. You know, I, I don't even know that I went to that spot. And it's probably just because my husband was an owner of the gym. And that became our quality time. Oh. It became, um, if I want to see my husband, I got to go to the gym because he was at the gym all the time. You know, starting out a small business and, you know, not making a lot of money, you've got to grind it out and you're gonna be at your place of business. So in order to see your husband, you have to go there. So going there meant working out, so right? So we kind of come back to love again. Uh-huh. Your motivation was love. Mm -hmm. You wanted to be fit, but that was just kind of a byproduct of, I really want to be around yeah. people that I care about. Mm -hmm. I really want to be around the one that I love the most. Well, and I want to be around them. So it's yeah. a two-way street, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that part of what motivates you too? Is yeah. Being there for Absolutely. others? Yeah. I have a group of people that we meet up and, and not only do we work out, we share 
stories and the weekends and what's happening in our lives. So it's community. And I've made a lot of good friends through this. Yeah. 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 So Brandon, um, you, you are pretty blessed. Most would say that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Tell me how her um, rock quality in your life has made your mindset stronger. Well, I think um, when you have somebody in your corner like this, you almost feel like you can do anything. And when, and when you know, with a matter of fact, that they're not going to leave you, you'll run through a brick wall for them. So that's kind of, that's my mindset, right? And then now, you know, um, now that we have even two little ones, not so little anymore, 10 and 12, mm -hmm. but these three, yeah, I'm going to run through a brick wall for them and I'm not going to stop. Yeah, you guys can't see this, but Brandon's tearing up over here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm loving it because I really feel like it. We're just been led to this, you know, by sort of natural. I, we didn't talk about any of this. So um, you kind of dialed that out. Parts of what we did talk about was there were times when you were making 250 bucks a month. Well, the story goes like this. <clears throat> My first year when uh, I had two partners, we started CrossFit in the, uh, wow, uh, April of 07. So we're 11 years now in. And then we moved to Valley Park in October of 08. And that first year in Valley Park, uh, from 08 to 09, uh, made nothing. Made zero money. And I was there for a year. And, and Melanie was and paying the bills. she was the one paying the bills. I contributed literally nothing. Um, and then uh, my first paycheck a year in was $250 for the month. And that went on for several months. And then about six months later, it was $500 a month. I think I have people in my gym that make over $500 in an hour. <laughs> that are members yeah so uh to sit there and say that i was doing it for the money hmm. it's kind of it's a, it's a it's kind of silly it's very uh that's a big joke right yeah um but yeah that's kind of where it was where we were at and yet the reason you were doing it was the same reason she was supporting me because you would go through a brick wall for her and you were determined to make this business work. Because I remember when I met you, which was probably about the $250 a month yeah, time. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> your goal, you, at that point, you were determined, you had a vision that you wanted to be the sole owner of CrossFit Valley Park at some point in time. That you wanted to make a living so that Mel didn't have to work as many hours. That it was all revolving around this this concept of I want a better life for my family but I want us to be healthy mm -hmm. and I want other <clears throat> families to be healthy and I want other people to have that connection and I want this place this gym to be that place where what's happening in my life is happening in other people's lives 
what's happening in my marriage is happening in other people's marriage. What's happening with my kids who are always there at the CrossFit gym and some of them, you know, and it's pretty amazing what Rowie can do with a little look. But you get the point. I mean, this is a family operation. This is a opportunity for anybody who's, who's really looking for inspiration to be loving, to be caring, to, to be family. And CrossFit was the vehicle for that. It doesn't necessarily need, didn't need to be, but it became that. No, but <clears throat> when I first was introduced to CrossFit, I, I did feel like there was something there. Like I could see that CrossFit was going to grow into something special like it is today. And so um, I knew that there was probably going to be some, some sacrifice, clearly, because nobody knew what it was when we first started. Right. And, um, <clears throat> but I was convinced that it would turn into something. So, um, you know, growing up through baseball, through playing sports, to be good at something or have uh, individual success or team success, you know, there's lots of sacrifice, lots of practice, lots of time, you know, that's going to, uh, that you have to put in. So I knew that this was going to be a sacrifice. I just didn't know how long. And it was, a, there was a lots of moments where that was, making big gulps of like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. And uh, <clears throat> there was moments that I did feel like I was letting her down. I, I did know, I knew she loved me unconditionally, so it, it wasn't really attached. Uh, me making money, I knew that wasn't attached um, to our, our relationship. Our relationship wasn't attached to that. But there was times where it was going on for so long that I was like, dang, I'm not, it's not happening like I, I think it's supposed to happen. Mel, did you feel that too? Did you see that it was coming, but it was just not coming as fast as you wanted it to? Right, exactly. You'd see, you know, um, ups and downs in this whole thing, but um, in the end, I just kept telling him, um, you are right where you're supposed to be. I mean, he is, um, he's such a good encourager. <laughs> I can't, I can't take it. I love you <laughs> They're both crying and I can't help it. Uh, so I ha I'll take over the mic for a second. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Um, you know what, what's really emerging from this is, is the strength of love, guys. And one of the things I want to draw really quick out while they're both balling and can't even talk is that you cannot connect in your mind that money is more important than your relationships. Money may motivate you for a time, but you climb to the top of a mountain and you got a million bucks in the bank, I promise you, the thing that will break your heart is when you're there alone. And that is a mindset that you need to start now. There's so much pain, so much trauma, so much agony that we impose on each other when we place money above people. And that's a mindset, it's a choice. You choose to have a mindset where people matter more than money. Now, it might have been Mel's DNA but I think in hindsight, she's absolutely um, come to 
be challenged in that same way that everybody is. There have been times where she must have thought to herself, I don't know if we can go another month on my salary, which isn't a salary, it's, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, per cut industry. And that, that, that she was challenged to really wonder, okay, is it about money? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe, maybe I got this wrong. Maybe it isn't about love. Maybe it is about, you know, just, you know, being successful, selfishly, individually, whatever I got to do to make the dollar. And uh, maybe this guy isn't so special. I want you to understand something. That's normal. But you choose a mindset against that intuition, that gut reaction, that anger at times when things aren't working out the way that you want. I mean, there definitely were times that um, you guys didn't get along over the years, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And money was probably part of the issue, right? Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. For sure. Always, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt. I, I mean, I don't want you to paint this picture like we have this um, perfect marriage. I mean, we have a strong marriage for sure. I mean, it's very mm -hmm. strong, but, um, we're just like anybody else where we, we hit our bumps, you know? Um, but because, you know, all these times were, uh, you know, for me, especially that I would choose these, these roads that were, uh, extremely difficult, <laughs> right. And, um, and of trying to make a living and, um, you know that it gets it can get hard it's challenging i mean it, it really will test um it's tested what we're made of for sure mm -hmm. for sure you see where you end up on the out on the other side of it you know you see the perseverance getting through it and the struggles and then it's like at the end of it we did it i mean the gym is a true testament. Mm -hmm. I mean, all all the stuff we've gone through in the last 11, is it 11 years now? Yeah, I 11 mean, this month. It's it's not been easy by any means, but I mean. You know, I, you know, there's many times that I've wanted to throw in the towel. And I'm just being truthful right now that if any of our members are listening right now that they have no idea that I've thought that before, right? Um, I mean, <clears throat> doubt creeps in your mind, you know, mm -hmm. it just does. And you have this resistance yeah. of this voice telling you, ah, you should be doing something else. And then you get a text or an email or somebody pulls you aside and says, keep doing what you're doing. You, uh, this place has changed my life or the way that you and your wife love on people in here, <clears throat> you know, is truly incredible and things like that and then that just that you're like yeah this is why we do it this is why we do what we do mm -hmm. totally mm -hmm. i think that's just reflecting i think it's important to reflect good and bad stuff right. you know just when i say the bad stuff it's like what mel said um remembering where we were and how we came out on the other side you know i think those are good moments of like you, you, you remember, now you don't stay there, right? You don't stay in the mud and you waller around, but it's good to put a mental picture in of where you were and then go, oh, we're here again, but remember in 2007 or in 2009 and 2012 and, and you have these rows where you're like, ah, oh. and then we come, and then you come out, come out on the other side. And, and, and that, the idea of that, 
just sticking with it and not giving up and just having this idea of persistence, um, there's something to it. There's that, that, that with you, when you have persistence and you stick to it day in, day out, you start to develop this grit. It's just a development of grit, right? And um, It helps and the, you have somebody along the way, though, too, because we always say that. When you're having the bad day, it's, I it's, lift you it's up. Really, I'm having the bad day. It's, we read each other so well. We'll walk in, and if one's having a bad day, you can almost tell who had the, uh, the more bad day. And the one, that, the one that had the less bad day, game on. Got to lift this. Got to lift thing. the other one up. Says, you know what? You know, I could walk in and go, I had a rough day, but I can tell she had a really rough day. I didn't have a bad day, and, it, and it's I'm on. And then she does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we're just that's what that's what'll get when you're around somebody when you're in love uh, mm. back in junior high, mm. and now when you're in your forties. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I mean, even as we remembered, as we were having this interview. I mean, just those moments of you guys bawling your little eyes out quietly. So like, we're on a podcast, we can't be crying, you know. I mean, just if you're listening to this, it was it, it's not humorous. It's humorous now, but, you know, they both like, we're like, I can't talk, don't, don't ask me to talk. <laughs> you couldn't hear it. But, but um, you know, just going down memory road really does do something for you if it's not about nostalgia or about, um, you know, beating yourself up. But if it's about remembering how difficult things have been in the past and how you've overcome those things. Mm-hmm. And that makes the sacrifice that you're going through right now a forward-thinking thing, even while you remember all the different sacrifices you've had to make. Because why it's a forward thing is you're saying, look, I've done this before. I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm doing it is why I'm doing it in the first place. Because at the end of this thing is love. Mm-hmm. At the end of this thing is, is my mind is strong for the, the real reason I'm here in the first place. It ain't about making a million bucks. It ain't about, uh, uh, you know, my kids in honor society. It ain't about, you know, whatever it is that you're looking to get approval from. Like you talked about, Brandon. You know, from all friends and family. Hey, if you just just keep feeding me that affirmation, that's what it must be about. Mm-mm. No, it's about being who you are, and having the support of people around you, and maybe a little bit more specifically, one person mm-hmm. that says, "I'm with you all the way." Yeah. Rain or shine. Right. Rain or shine. So, all right. Mind fit people listening to this thing. Brandon, closing thoughts. You know, um, so the podcast is about mind fit, right? And it's it's a strong mind. And uh, I said it last week. It's a it's a buzzword, but I I think it's it's something that um, I think every single person needs to take seriously their mind. Everybody has a mind, right? And it doesn't matter if you're an athlete, a business owner. Um, most people are just nine to five, uh, folks, moms, dads with a couple, three children, right? And, and, and that, uh, just because you don't have a 
what you would call maybe a prestigious job or, and I would argue that moms and dads, that is the most prestigious job anyone could ever have. So to be strong in your mind uh, for nothing less than your family mm-hmm. is, um, is, someone, is, is something that I, I believe people need. Uh, because um, as much as it's as great as it is having somebody uh, to, to lean on, people are going to want to lean on you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's important to be that person for, for, for people is to be, say, you can count on me. You can, you can lean on me. I can take your burden. Uh, your story matters, you know, and, and to be able to carry that. And that, that's, that's mentally, that's, that's not easy. Um, but whether you're walking, it doesn't matter what part of the journey of life you're on. Um, your mindset is important. The way that you think about um, everything. And I mean everything. So um, one thing that sticks to me is, is just negative people. And uh, beware the negative people in your life. And they might be some of the closest people in your, in, in, in your life. And, and, and it's, easier, it's easy for me to say on this end of this podcast to say, stay clear from them. Well, wonder if that person is your spouse. That's tough. But... Um, Maybe it's a, it, it is a relative that you just might need to, instead of seeing, you know, every week, that it's once a month, you know? Uh, but I think it's definitely what will help one's mindset is surrounding themselves around people that will champion them and lift them up and you doing the same to them. Mel, you got any last thoughts for us? Mm. You've been down memory lane a little bit, and you've broken through the uh, fear of podcasting. Now you're at the end of the journey. (laughs) You always seem to bring out the tears. Anyway, yeah, I mean, like Brandon said, it's just being able to pour into people, being a blessing. Uh, You don't want to be that negative energy for somebody. Um, Who can I bless today? And it doesn't have to be. That's a mindset right there. Mm-hmm. Who can I bless today? Yeah, yeah. Not, and it, not mon- monetarily, but just you know, caring for them, listening to them. That's I feel like that's what I do most of my days. Is just listen. And you and I are shaking our head, Monty, because <laughs> she does it really, really oh, yeah. well. Oh yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's just an ear. And some people don't think that's a gift, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. Well. Um, thanks guys. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, I appreciate, appreciate my friend Monty Hobson for interviewing Melanie and me. Um, you can touch, uh, this will probably, I think Monty, you're going to put this on your podcast and it is, and it is, uh, what's the podcast called? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just real quick. Uh, my podcast is gonna be called your, uh, genius zone. And that's, that's the place where you are um, really good at what you bring to the world. It doesn't necessarily even have to be something you do. Mel even tipped uh, that listening can be one of those things that people have as a genius zone. It's an amazing thing that if you live out of your genius zone, you will bless people all around you. And that's what I want to do. I want to I draw out um, people, and we'll do interviews there, who are in uh, 
the process of discovering or have discovered their genius zone and how they found it and what it is that um, kind of blends all those stories together. Because I think what you'll find, uh, much like you found today as you listen to Brandon and Mel, is that your genius zone is at the core about discovering how you live best when you serve other people, when you love other people, when you do what you do on their behalf instead of you know self-motivation. So um, that's what it is. It's going to be called Your Genius Zone. Look for that podcast. And thanks for letting me to share awesome. that. Awesome. Thank you, Monty. And uh, guys, I, I, would, I would hit his podcast because I listened to a podcast that he did today, and it was awesome. But um, next week, we will have Matt Sapicchia, a good friend of mine, big leaguer, ex-big leaguer, that played with the Montreal Expos and the Florida Marlins. Stay tuned for that because you won't want to miss it. Thank you. If you want to get a hold of me, my email is brandon at crossfitvalleypark.com. Website is www.crossfitvalleypark.com. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Thank you.